Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Meet Me in Sacred Space podcast. I am your host, Lori A. Andros. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life. It is a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom, reconnect with your authentic self, and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring what it means to live a soul-led life. We will talk about sacred practices, ceremony, ritual, and dive into in the now, crystal wisdom and insight. Along the way, you will discover practical ways to bring the sacred into your everyday life. So grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back. I am Laurie Andrus, and welcome to this episode of the Meet Me in Sacred Space podcast. For those of you who are new here, welcome. I'm so happy you're joining us. And those of you who are returning, thank you for coming back. Thank you for dropping in and being a part of this journey and taking the journey that you are embarked upon. For those of you who don't know me, I am an artist. I am a ceremonial guide and a wisdom teacher. I work with individuals who are on a creative spiritual path, individuals who are looking to connect with their voice of inner wisdom, to nurture their sacred gifts, and to discover and create really truly unique ways of sharing their gifts within their life. So with that, uh, let's dive into this episode. I have a couple things planned today. We're going to talk about listening to the land. We're going to talk about the energy of the land and um, some of the pieces that we begin to notice as we become more attuned to our unique rhythms and cycles and how they're reflected in nature or how nature actually um, illuminates our rhythms and cycles. But before we get there, I actually want to just touch in a little bit on the full moon lunar eclipse that's happening on May 15th, um, depending, well, depending where you are in the world, it could be the 15th, the 16th, um, somewhere on that, you know, spectrum. Um, Here in the US, I believe the lunar eclipse begins somewhere around 9.30 or 9 at night and, um, and continues into the wee hours of the, (laughs) of the night. Um, I'm very excited. I, intend to spend some time outside weather permitting um hopefully we'll have a clear sky and be able to really see and experience the lunar eclipse um it's been a couple of years since i've sat out and or sank rather sank into ceremony outside in the midst of a lunar eclipse actually i think it's um several years um but this is what i'm intending to do this weekend i'm intending to be outside be in my garden and be in ceremony throughout this uh eclipse If you haven't experienced an eclipse firsthand um, and you have an opportunity to do that with this one, I highly encourage you to do it, to just get outside. (laughs) I'll probably say that a lot during this episode, but, um, you know, there's something about allowing ourselves to fully witness and experience 
the energy of the eclipse firsthand. And, you know, whether or not we are aware of it or attuned to it or witnessing it firsthand, we definitely do feel the energy that is uh, kind of being shifted and shaken up in the ways that that plays out for each of us um, within our worlds, whether it's, you know, emotionally or mentally or um, energetically, however we're noticing it. We always notice things a little bit differently. But um, whether or not we're actually experiencing it, you know, from the place of witness, uh, we we do also experience it. And, you know, this past week has been pretty interesting. Um, the energy has most definitely been moving, um, moving quite rapidly. Uh, on Wednesday this past week, we had ceremony in the sanctuary. Um, we do a monthly full moon ceremony to um, really attune to the energy and um, and do, you know, take a little bit of a journey and experience uh, our own inner wisdom and and let messages come forward and discover, you know, what kind of themes are up. And, and we do this within community. We do this. Is, this is a live, you know, experience that we have together. It's absolutely beautiful. And um, as I was leading into this, one of the energies that I really noticed coming forward was um, was heightened emotions, but in particular, the emotion of anger was really coming to the surface. And it was um, interesting because it would it would pop up and it would unravel, like create this opening for deep, deep sadness to to flow as well. And I found myself doing a lot of journeying around, you know, that that energy of anger and unprocessed anger, whether it was my own personal anger, whether it was ancestral anger, whether it was collective anger, it seemed to be emerging actually from all of those places. And it felt a bit, I'll say a bit sticky um, for myself personally during the early part of this you know, past week. And um, as I checked in with some of my colleagues and some of my friends and clients, you know, they were noticing similar energies surfacing. So if you have noticed that this past week, if you've noticed that um, an unusual amount of energy, uh, emotional energy has been up for you, give yourself a little space especially with this lunar eclipse, um, especially with this full moon in Scorpio, to spend some time uncovering what is really surfacing, what is at the deeper places, the deeper root of the emotions that you're feeling. And do not be surprised if anger is one of those emotions right now. That is a part of the energy that surfaces, um, that's surfacing with this moon. And the invitation, you know, I think I always look, um, you know, what is it that's coming up for me personally and, and let give me myself permission to really sink into that deeper. But then I tap in and, and listen, you know, like, what is this really you're like, why now? And what's really surfacing? And um, where is this leading us? And, you know, with eclipses, we often look out several months. Um, what the integration window of an eclipse is, you know, six, at least six months and giving ourselves the space to 
um, recognize that maybe whatever is coming up right now, it's going to feel really big because it's not just about, you know, the full moon little bit of window. It's about something bigger that we're we're discovering within ourselves that we're working with that we're honoring we're we're healing we're transforming within ourselves and this is this is big big stuff you know and probably a bit of a lot for for a podcast episode this um today but but know that there's something really beautiful about giving ourselves permission to go within and really get to the root of the emotions we are experiencing and to lovingly honor them. And during this full moon, during this eclipse window, the energy is supportive. And I think that's one of the things that is important to be aware of. When we we look at natural cycles, natural rhythms, we want to be aware of how are we being supported in the transformation that we're experiencing in our lives. And this cycle is supporting us, powerfully supporting us in doing that deep dive and getting to the root of emotion so that we can transform it, we can transmute it, we can rise up. You know, it's it's a really interesting dynamic and it's this is a really powerful, powerful time. Um, it's a powerful time to take things to personal ceremony. It's a powerful time to take things into reflection. It's a powerful time to reach out to someone who can support you in healing and transformation. Um, you know, it's really interesting this past week, I, I got a couple messages for people to schedule um, private sessions for next week. Yep, this is this is a really powerful time to sink in and do some deep inner work. Um, and, and know that this is a part of what's really unfolding in the world right now, what we're being called to. So don't be surprised if that's what's surfacing in your world. It's definitely um, definitely a great time to do that. So, all right, so we have this weekend, the full moon lunar eclipse. We just uh, shifted into Mercury retrograde um, this past week. And that'll be here for a couple of weeks. There's a lot happening in in that energetic front, and then there's also much, much more. You know, as we look at where we are in the seasons and that seasonal cycle. And a couple of weeks ago, I did an episode called "Into the Forest," and it was you know the the name was prompted by that quote by John Muir: "Into the forest I must go to lose my mind and find my soul." Such a potent phrase, and I want to kind of circle into some of the things that actually surfaced during that um, time because I feel like uh, it it opened up space for this um, the energy or conversation around listening to the land. And how do we how do we listen to the land? How do we make decisions around um, when and where to go, <laughs> what to do, and and how do we um, allow it to nurture us? And how do we in turn nurture the land? Mm, big questions. So this morning, you know, I thought this was really funny. Um, I this is a practice I do on a daily basis. When I when I go out for my walk, um, I ask the earth to let me know 
where, what direction to walk, where to go. And um, I leave it kind of open-ended. Part of my intention around it um, has to do with, you know, like just where do I, what is going to be nurturing? What's going to be nourishing? What's going to light up my day? (laughs) What's going to open the door for, you know, different conversations, stuff like that. And so Coda and I were out for a walk and, oh gosh, she was just like having fun and she's smiling away. And we turned the corner and um, there was someone walking towards us. And I thought to myself, should we cross the street or should we stay here? Um, Because sometimes Coda likes to have a little extra space. I like to have a little extra space. And sometimes I also like to look for opportunities to do a bit of training. And so I just kind of dropped in and I asked the question, should I cross or should I stay? And I heard, stay. And so, so we kept walking and the other person kept coming at us, you know, coming towards us. And um, all of a sudden, I heard my name be called out. And this, this person who was approaching us called out my name. And I had to do a double take because I didn't recognize her. I was out of context, you know, um, we were it's early in the morning and stuff like that. And I realized it's one of our neighbors and someone who I don't typically spot on a walk, but we paused and we had just a wonderful, deeply meaningful, inspiring conversation. And it was exactly, exactly what needed, like what it, it was like spirit choreographed it, the land choreographed it, you know, like the, um, it was just, it was perfect. And uh, I left, you know, the conversation, she left and I kept walking and I was thinking to myself, wow, you know, this is, this is really what happens when we listen, when we listen to our inner wisdom, when we listen to the land, when we listen to the earth, when we listen to spirit, to our guidance, um, magical experiences such as this happen. And, um, and, you know, granted, we're not always tapped in, in, in such depth, right? There are times when we just, we're moving, (laughs) we're not there. But this was one of those mornings where I was, I was tapped in and I was listening closely. And it was, um, it was a beautiful, sweet walk and sweet experience. And I think, you know, in my, in my desire part of why I've created this podcast, part of why I do the work that I do is to hold the space, to hold the vision, to to open up the possibility that these can be, these types of experiences can be our normal rather than the rare thing. And I think you can, perhaps you can relate to times in your life where this is this has been your normal or times when you've felt really distant from it. And, um, and I think, you know, when we have those times where we feel really distant from the question begins to come up within ourselves, how do I reconnect with that? How do I re reconnect with that, um, that aligned in the flow momentum and rhythm? And I think one of the, the answers actually comes with listening to the land, listening to the earth, listening, listening, listening. Yeah. Ah, take a deep breath with that. Ah, listening sometimes, um, it seems so obvious and, and yet at times it can be quite challenging. Um, 
we we have ways that we want to experience life we have things we want to do on and on right we have a pace that <laughs> that maybe doesn't always support listening uh, but um you know listening is really such an important aspect and uh as i tuned into you know the theme and kind of the energy um because there's kind of there's a bit of a story that's coming in a little bit um as i was tuning into that and asking how that wanted to be shared the listening piece is what really came forward so um so the thing i want to talk about with listening to the land the first thing i want to talk about is how a couple of weeks ago when coda and i went and did our camping this was the end of april we we camped and we spent a week in the woods and it just was wonderfully immersive but there, there's a part of this story that i didn't share at the time and the part of the story is that when coda and i arrived at the campground we we arrived and it had a very different vibe and it wasn't the same familiar vibe that it's had through most of my life, through most of the times that I visited it. It had uh, something else was up. And as we drove through towards our, our, our camping spot, our site, um, it was really quickly clear. I, I was reminded that throughout the winter, this state park went through a harvest. And um, the harvest, the, the, there, was, there were many, many trees harvested. And if you've ever seen a forest after it's been harvested, um, it can feel like an entirely different place. It can feel incredibly unfamiliar. And, you know, Chris and I had an experience, I'm gonna just kind of tangent for a bit, but Chris and I had an experience many years ago um, Actually, I think it was 2017, we went to the Black Hills. And when we got there, I, I cried. I cried because the forest that I remembered, the big black pines and the ways that the, the wind echoed through them were gone. They, the, the, the hills were empty. And there was new growth of, you know, brambly new growth coming up. And, you know, the forest was in early stages of regrowth. And I didn't know what had happened. I was, I was stunned. Um, it had been a decade since I had been there. And my memory and, you know, previous experiences were that of this big, these big billowing pines. And I... I wasn't sure what was going on. And what I found out was that <clears throat> there was a beetle that had moved through and just decimated the forest. And so it was in the early stages of regrowth. It was in the early stages of rebirth. And if you're familiar with the different cycles of life, you know, there's when we feel that rebirth, it can feel a little awkward. It can feel uncomfortable. I spoke about this in the last in that um, episode into the forest, how it can feel like we're putting on a pair of jeans that just doesn't quite fit yet. Like we, it, it, they're they're stiff. They're brand new. They're not you know like our our comfy you know familiar jeans. They're brand new, and that was that's what the forest felt like then and. 
when I arrived at the state park um, with Coda, we when we pulled in and and were seeing all that had, you know, changed within the forest and um, how differently it felt. That I was reminded of that feeling of the the the, the breakdown that happens right before rebirth happens. And that's where the forest was at. It was at that place of breakdown. And um, the space was being created. And so it looked kind of messy. It actually, not kind of, it was very messy. <laughs> it was very, very messy. Um, the The forest was in a place of breakdown in, and, um, you know, sometimes breakdowns happen naturally. Um, sometimes they happen in unwelcomed ways. Sometimes they happen with a little support. You know, this this time um, the state park was supported in, in the process of breaking down an aspect of it to create space for new growth. Um, whereas the experience in the Black Hills, um, the 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 bugs naturally supported that breakdown. And um, we see this with fire. Fire creates, is a catalyst for breakdown. Floods are catalysts for breakdowns. There's all these natural ways that breakdowns happen. And I think sometimes we're less familiar with the breakdowns that happen um, by by human support, right? <laughs> like we're not quite as familiar with those um, as being an actual support of of the natural transformation. And you know, this was this was a really big thing. So one while I was there, one of my questions for the land and for the park was around how can I support you in how can I support you and um, and the, the land was really clear because there's this part of me that was like, OK, I just need I want to go through and like pick everything up and like organize, you know, like support the land and just kind of organizing and, and looking beautiful again. Right. Like bringing that beauty piece back out. But the land actually was like, no, no, no. Just stay right here in in your sight. Be present in your sight and and pick up and work with your your fire ceremony as a way of like honoring what has been fallen what has been laid down upon the earth what looks outwardly messy and um i found that i i did a lot of a lot of fire ceremony it was like very um like a dance between ritual and ceremony at times and really honoring that that site that space and then when I went on a hike, there was a particular trail that was just laden with um, fallen branches and stuff. As I stepped onto that trail, the first time I, I arrived there, um, Coda and I took a couple steps in and we heard not today. And it was such a clear message. And I think, you know, very often we, we dismiss those messages and we just kind of want to continue anyway. And I heard not today. So we, we left and we left the trail and there was like the, the part of me that wants to, wants to show up and be of service um, that feels like maybe I'm supposed to, supposed to, <laughs> supposed to in air quotes, we'll put that in air quotes, supposed to do something in particular here. Um, that part wanted to keep going and, you know, 
do whatever I thought I was going to do on the trail. But instead we waited and I didn't know if I would actually come back to the trail. And then on our last day, the message was so clear. Today's the day. Walk the trail. And then it asked me to walk it backwards. Um, I have a, a way that I typically go around the trail and it asked me to walk it the opposite direction. So Kona and I walked it the opposite direction and we made a very slow, leisurely, connected walk, gently picking up branches that were across the trail, moving them off, and really being present with that trail. Well, as we came around this to the second half, because it's a little bit of a loop, it's only it's maybe only a mile long. It's a very short little loop. Um, but as we came around to the last half of the trail, like came around the curve, um, there was I began to see pieces of pine, like pine branches on the ground. And I started to pick them up and there's this beautiful piece of um, of birch and picked that up and and I was like, oh, I, I'd like to create a little offering for the land. And the land was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like kind of excited with me. And um, so I just was carrying this little bundle. It was like this bundle was being created. And so I was carrying this bundle and I just continued to walk. And I asked the land, where would you like me to place this? Where, where would you like me to place this? It was just kind of this little invitation to the land where where would you like this and it was um like just soft and all of a sudden i saw a stump that was had like three um three trunks and they were all sawed off and the stump was there and i was like and i just heard right in the middle of that stump and i was like oh perfect and so i walked over with my little bundle and i placed it in the center it looked like like a flower arrangement you know at the center and, and i stepped back and i looked at it and then i realized that one of the trunks looked like a butterfly it was in the shape of a butterfly so so the slice you know like where it was sliced off it had the perfect butterfly shape and then I just kind of delighted in that. And I, I thought, wow, how beautiful, you know, um, here I am like being present with the earth. It's letting me be a part of its rebirth process and um, it's, its death and rebirth process. And I was like, wow, how beautiful, because it felt like this, this sweet little dance. And, um, and then I looked a little bit closer and I saw that the next stump was in the shape of a heart. And so there was this butterfly shape, this heart shape, and then the taller one was just, you know, just standard stump, nothing in particular that jumped out. But I was like, wow, the the love, the love, the loving energy that is so important around the destructive phase of the rebirth process, like the destructive breakdown. And I think this is one of those places where on our healing path, on our healing journey, we notice resistance coming up in in the place of breaking down. There's resistance, there's um, worry, there's doubt, there's uh, fear that perhaps, oh, perhaps this 
we're never going to get through something and we're never going to um, make our way through. And I felt like the love, the heart love there and the invitation to of, of the land to place this offering there was reminding me that um, part of finding our way through is is really giving ourselves love, giving, just as I was giving love to the land, how can we give love to ourselves in our own process of transformation, our own journey of um, breakdown and rebirth? How can we give ourselves love in those times when everything looks chaotic, it looks messy, it looks out of order, it's unclear as to where things are going, um, where it feels incredibly unwelcoming. How can we be loving to ourselves during that time? How can we be compassionate with ourselves with the reminder that the rebirth is just around the corner? Now, this was end of April, you know, it, nothing spring-wise was ready to, to burst. Um, it was in, it was in that weird time between the the end of winter or you know like the 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 end yeah the end of that like um first part of spring which is really kind of end of winter ish sort of energy and the the midpoint of spring where we notice rebirth beginning to happen and i just you know um there wasn't rebirth happening i think it would look quite different if i went back out there um, now, uh, to see or experience that, um, to really recognize that, you know, as things begin to spring to life, the, the environment once again transforms, it changes, and it begins to have life in new and meaningful ways. So the next piece that I wanted to talk about, um, the first one was, you know, recognizing that just like us, uh, the, the land moves through cycles. We move through cycles and phases and changes within ourselves. And so does the land. We, we can be mirrors for each other. And there are times when we can show up and, um, and receive show up as support. And there's this beautiful dance. And this is the second piece that really wanted to come forward today to have a bit of conversation around. It's the piece of support. I'm really recognizing and honoring um, the, the place where we dance together. Um, last week, I had a conversation uh, with an individual, um, Antonia Nelson, um, an interview for her podcast, um, honoring your true, your true, honoring your inner truth or something. I, it's not um, in my I'm not getting it precisely right now, but um, I'll, I'll share a link for the episode. Um, and in the conversation, uh, one of the one of the phrases that just organically came out was um, was a piece around how when Chris and I bought our land up in Upper Michigan, we bought land that was ready to receive our gifts. Like there was a match there, an energetic match. And um, I'm not gonna get the words exactly right, but um, listen to the episode, you'll hear it. Um, but the essence that came forward that is really coming up right now is that there are times when we meet with places and we're in the right place and it's in the right place and magic 
happens. And that, um, I think, you know, recognizing that that will also shift and grow. It will mirror, it will support, it will align, it will, you know, separate, it will come back together. And knowing that um, the earth is such a beautiful, beautiful, dynamic mirror for the journey of life. And sometimes we get to show up and be support for the earth. And sometimes we get to show up and receive support from the earth. Now, when I was camping that week, the land was really clear to me, like, Lori, let yourself be supported. Let yourself be held. Let yourself be, be here and be present. And, um, and that was really beautiful. And as I did, there was an, an evening within myself that um, the, the dance between the earth and I offering each other support continued to unfold. Really beautiful, super cool. Ah, yes. So I would love to hear in the comments, um, I'd love to hear about your relationship with the land and experiences with, with the changes, the cycles of cycles and, and periods of change and, um, and how you notice within yourself, um, that beautiful sacred dance. All right. And with that, uh, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Tune in again. Um, I'll be back again next week. I look forward to connecting with you. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. Share it with others who you know would love this. Um, leave a couple stars. Leave a favorable favorable review. And um, if you want to go deeper with me, head on over to my website, laurieandress.com. Uh, join our community. And if you want to sink even deeper, I'd love to have you in the sanctuary circle. Um, that is laurieandress.com forward slash sanctuary. So with that, I wish you an absolutely beautiful week. And as always, shine brightly. Bye for now.